Hello and welcome to the Most Accurate Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gelhar. The Most Accurate Podcast is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Week 5 is here and we'll be entering our daily fantasy lineups on FanDuel, where there are more ways to win. Today's intro song was Dreams by Fleetwood Mac off their 1977 album, Rumors, a truly great album and the 11th studio album released by Fleetwood Mac. That is just crazy. Uh, the reason for picking that song was I hope you have all seen the wonderful TikTok of the Older guy, I think, in California, cruising uh, on his skateboard or longboard through city streets, down highway off-ramps, drinking cranberry juice, just just having a ball to listen to Fleetwood Mac and Dreams. I love those videos uh, and wanted to have that mood as we enter week five here. Because this was, we're coming out of what was truly one of the strangest weeks of the 2020 NFL season. Hopefully, we won't get many more strange than this. Steelers-Titans was moved to a later week in the year after a bunch of positive COVID-19 tests. And the Chiefs and Patriots contest was bumped back to Monday Night Football after Cam Newton and a Chiefs practice squad player also tested positive for COVID-19. I know I personally ran into some tricky roster situations, and I'm sure many of you did as well as you were trying to balance how to set a starting lineup, how to manage the waiver wire with all of this news happening, and some of it coming so late in the week. Uh, one suggestion to kind of mitigate those things going forward would be to discuss expanding either your bench sizes in your league or turning more positions into flex positions. So, for instance, instead of starting two running backs, two wide receivers, start one of each and add two flex spots instead. This way, in the event that a game happens with a ton of great fantasy players at one position and it gets moved, you know, for instance, if the, the Cowboys and Seahawks played and all of the wide receivers for a number of teams were just decimated with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup all getting bumped to a later week, those people could maybe have the flexibility in their rosters to slide in some running backs or tight ends and at least put together a real roster for that week and not suffer a bunch of zeros in their lineup. That's for you and your league mates to decide, though. I know the real reason why you are all listening, and that's to get my top waiver wire pickups of the week. So I will give you my top quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end pickups for week five. But first, the news. Bill O'Brien was fired as the Houston Texans head coach. I don't have a ton of analysis yet on what this might mean for fantasy. Hopefully uh, the guys will get into that later in the week on the Most Accurate Podcast. But the Texans truly have room to grow. They have been outscored and outgained uh, and started 0-4. So I hope this is an overall net positive for the skill position players there. They have a lot of talent. A lot of people drafted people in that offense. So let's hope it gets better for the Texans. Chargers running back Austin Eckler suffered a grade 2 hamstring strain on Sunday and is expected to miss 4-6 to six weeks. Uh, he may end up on IR as well with the new injured reserve rules. Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson, more on them later, will carry the load in the Los Angeles backfield in Eckler's stead. Browns running back Nick Chubb is being placed on injured reserve with a knee injury believed to be to the MCL and is expected to miss several weeks. I saw some reports that the hope is that he'll be back by November, but in the interim, Kareem Hunt, Darrenis Johnson, and, uh, and more will be carrying the load in the Browns backfield. Christian McCaffrey could return for the Panthers' Week 6 game against the Bears after suffering a high ankle sprain earlier in the season, but that target date isn't set in stone yet. Mike Davis continues to fill in admirably for CMC, but it's worth noting that he could be returning to your lineup soon. In what capacity, what size workload, it is unclear at this time. Buccaneers running back LaShawn McCoy suffered an ankle injury in Week 4, opening up some opportunities for rookie Keyshawn Vaughn, who scored a touchdown against the Chargers. With Leonard Fournette also out of that game, Ronald Jones remained the primary workhorse, but Vaughn looked good in his limited work and may see some more opportunities down the line. 
And lastly, Devontae Adams sat out the Packers' Monday night game against the Falcons, but with the team's bye coming in Week 5, the superstar wideout should be 100% or close to it come Week 6, which is good news for his fantasy managers and that Packers offense. All right, before we dive into the Week 5 waiver pickups, I want to remind you guys again of our awesome offer for, for, for subscribers. You can join our Discord server. Now, if you're not familiar with Discord, it is a chat app where there's there's text options, but also voice options. So in the Discord server, again, you have to be a 4 for 4 subscriber to get access to it. We do AMAs, or Ask Me Anythings, where throughout the week you get to pick the brains of 4 for 4s top analysts, such as TJ Hernandez, Chris Allen, Jennifer Aikens, myself, John Paulson. It is a terrific feature. I do a waiver wire AMA every Tuesday, either at 12 Eastern p.m. Eastern or 5 p.m. Eastern. This week's will be at 12. So... Go to 444.com, get a subscription, and learn more about joining our Discord server to get direct access to us and uh, help yourself have an even better chance to win in this crazy season. And one last reminder before we get to the pickups, roster percentages are pulled from Yahoo Fantasy Leagues, and free agent budget recommendations are based on a $100 season-long budget. Each positional list of recommendations will be ranked from top priority to the lowest. And of course, I will not be giving you the full list for those. You'll have to go read my article, Waiverwire Watch, on 444.com. Now, here are my top quarterback ads of the week. Number one, Gardner Minshew, the Jaguars, 46% rostered. Number two, Kirk Cousins of the Vikings, 29% rostered. Number three, Teddy Bridgewater for the Panthers, 19% rostered. And number four, Daniel Jones, 35% rostered. The case for Minshew is simple. He's thrown two-plus touchdowns in three of his four games this season, and he's thrown for 300-plus yards in two of those games as well. The first game of the season was against the Colts, and Minshew didn't even cross 200 yards, but that's because the Jags got a bunch of gift turnovers from Phillip Rivers and were often operating on a short field. Minshew is an excellent streamer this week, as he'll be going up against a Texans defense that allows over 30 points per game to opponents and has shown no signs of being able to stop anyone through four weeks. I really like Minshew this week to put up some solid numbers, and that Texans team could have some new fight in them, maybe turning this into a shootout after the firing of head coach Bill O'Brien. I think Minshew is worth 3 to maybe $5 at most on your free agent budget. Kirk Cousins comes in at number two for one simple reason. He's playing against the Seattle Seahawks. And now while the main story has been on Russell Wilson with the Seahawks, their defense has allowed over 1,600 passing yards to opposing quarterbacks through four games. That is nuts. The Vikings typically want to run the ball to win, as we've seen them feed Delvin Cook, but that is simply not how you can beat the Seahawks and their high-powered offense. Kirk Cousins will have to air it out to keep the Vikings in this game, giving him some streaming appeal. And now, the deal with Cousins is we've seen him put up good fantasy numbers in situations where he's either coming back in garbage time, which could happen because the Vikings don't have a good defense, as we saw him do in Week 1 against the Packers, or if he's just in a straight-up shootout, like was the case against the Titans in Week 3. I like Kirk Cousins. I like Minshew a little more because Cousins feels a little bit more volatile with how much the Vikings want to run the ball, but he's an excellent option. Two to three dollars should do the trick off of the waiver wire. As for Bridgewater, he's looking like he may finish week four as a top five fantasy quarterback, thanks to three total touchdowns and 276 passing yards. Matt Rule has a really nice thing going for that Carolina offense, and Bridgewater's job is made easy, hitting open receivers, cutting across the field, and in space constantly. Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore are all able to do a lot of damage after the catch for him. And best of all, up next for Bridgewater is an extremely beatable Falcons defense in Week 5. 
Uh, and week five is the first week we have buys. So if you're somebody who's losing Aaron Rodgers or Matthew Stafford, Bridgewater should be available on the waiver wire to pick up as a one-week fill-in and in a great matchup. And last but not least, Daniel Jones of the Giants. Jones was a hot sleeper this offseason in the fantasy community, but he really hasn't lived up to that billing yet. Good news for him, though, is he gets to face a Dallas defense that has succeeded at stopping absolutely nobody in 2020. If there were ever a week for Jones to finally put up solid fantasy totals, this would be it. There's certainly risk, though. The Giants have only scored three offensive touchdowns in four games, and Jones's touchdown-to-interception ratio sits at 2-5. to We knew he was going to have a rough start to the season as he faced the Steelers, Bears, 49ers, and then Rams, but now his schedule is opening up a little bit. So he could potentially be a one-week streamer fill-in, or maybe a guy you pick up and ride for a little while if he catches fire as his schedule opens up with games against the Cowboys this week, Washington, and Philly still on the horizon. Okay, everybody, before getting to the rest of this week's waiver wire targets, I need to remind you that the most accurate podcast is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Week 5 of the NFL season is here, and we are entering our lineups on FanDuel. If you've never played before, the good news is FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free this NFL season with no deposit required. And if traditional daily fantasy seems daunting, they are now offering daily snake drafts, which are the simplest way to try daily fantasy. You draft just like a season-long league, but with winners every day, giving you the best of seasonal drafting with DFS all in one package. Here's how it works. You find a daily snake draft. You draft your team live as the draft starts when the contest fills. You and your opponents draft six players in a six-round draft with 30 seconds per pick. There is no salary cap like other daily fantasy contests, so it's less intimidating, more like you're accustomed to. I've been a fan of these. They're very fun. Uh, Drafting is one of my favorite things to do every year. I look forward to my live draft in my main league. So getting a chance to do some snake drafts every single week is really, really fun and a nice way to kind of get in on the daily fantasy action without it actually being that intimidating daily fantasy with salary cap and the big rake. So definitely give these a shot if you're interested. You can sign up on FanDuel, and they will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the season, where you can win real prizes. Plus, for those of you who want to dive right in, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Go to FanDuel.com T-M-A-P or download the FanDuel Fantasy app to play now. Again, that is FanDuel.com T-M-A-P. FanDuel, more ways to win. Okay, moving on to running backs. Joshua Kelly of the Chargers, 54% rostered. To Ernest Johnson of the Browns, 0% rostered. Damian Harris of the Patriots, 1% rostered. Chase Edmonds of the Cardinals, 34% rostered. And Malcolm Brown of the Rams, 37% rostered. And I'll throw in one more for you. Justin Jackson of the Chargers, 1% rostered. Starting with Kelly, as I mentioned in the news, Austin Eckler was carted off the game and ruled out with a hamstring injury. He's going to be missing several weeks and is on injury reserve. Kelly is rostered in 54% of leagues, so there's a chance he's rostered in yours, but if not, he's the back to own. He's lost a fumble in back-to-back weeks, which could maybe impact his playing time, but he's been seeing a ton of work for the Chargers and is probably the go-to guy to fill in for Eckler from the start. I also mentioned Justin Jackson, though, because he's finally recovered from off-season injuries and got in the mix again on Sunday. The Chargers had been deploying a committee mostly with Eckler and Kelly, so it's likely that they'll turn to do the same thing with Kelly and Jackson now that Eckler is injured. Again, Kelly's the one you want to prioritize, probably at least 25% of your free agent budget. But if you can't get Kelly, Jackson is a good consolation prize on the waiver wire as well, as he should see plenty of work in what is turning out to be a decent Chargers offense. As for Ernest Johnson, 
he came in after Nick Chubb got injured and looked pretty good. He ended up uh, carrying the ball 12 times for 91 yards uh, in that in that Browns offense. I think the Browns offense have really done well with Kevin Stefanski running the show, creating running lanes, and blocking well for their backs. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and now Jernis Johnson have all looked really well. With Chubb out for a while, Johnson looks like he's going to be a plug-and-play RB2 in the Browns offense. They rushed, they rushed for over 300 yards against the Cowboys. Uh, and as we saw with Mike Davis, it's okay to spend big on a backup running back, even if you're only going to have them for several weeks, as they can fill in very, very well for your offense. I think Dernis Johnson is one of the top priorities and should cost you about $20 on your free agent budget. As for Damian Harris, he was going to be on the waiver wire watch to begin with, but then he exploded with 17 carries for 100 yards on Monday Night Football against the Chiefs. Uh, it's clear that he is going to be potentially the lead back on the ground for the Patriots now, especially with Sony Michelle landing on injured reserve. I think uh, Harris is going to be a good person to pick up. He came off injured reserve himself, had been on there with a hand injury. Uh, it's still a Patriots backfield. They might have committees, so that is potentially a problem. Uh, Rex Burkhead still saw 11 carries and had uh, a catch as well on uh, Monday Night Football against the Chiefs, but I think Harris is a good guy to pick up, probably 10 to 15%, uh, if not a little more, of your waiver wire budget. As for Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake is not hurt. He's still there in Arizona, but he simply not lived up to the fantasy hype. Through four weeks, Edmonds has actually out-targeted Drake 17-5 in the passing game, uh, and Drake is kind of getting not a lot going on the ground. He's looking sluggish. Edmonds may start eating into that rushing work and taking over a larger role in this backfield as Drake has just simply not been getting it done. Uh, this is a little bit more risky than some of the other ones because it's not 100% certain that Edmonds is going to usurp the role from Drake or you know, maybe turn it into more of a 50-50 committee, but I think Edmonds needs to be rostered in way more leagues. I would spend at least 10% of the free agent budget to get him. And lastly, Malcolm Brown of the Rams. Sadly, Sean McVay was not lying to us when he said the Rams were going to deploy a running back committee. Last week, it looked like Daryl Henderson uh, was taking over the show, and then this week, Malcolm Brown touched him 14-9. So Cam Akers could be returning soon, which could further complicate things, but Malcolm Brown should be rostered in more leagues. The Rams' offense is still pretty good, and we want to have these running backs on our teams in case one takes over. So for that reason, Malcolm Brown is somebody we should probably pick up off the waiver wire as well. I wouldn't go higher than 10% of my free agent budget on him, though. Okay, moving on to wide receivers. Top of the list, we have Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 63% rostered. T. Higgins for the Bengals, 33% rostered. Russell Gage for the Falcons, 53% rostered. Scotty Miller for the Buccaneers, 16% rostered. And LaVisca Chenault for the Jaguars, 29% rostered. And Tim Patrick for the Broncos, 12% rostered. As for MVS, this one's pretty simple. Uh, Devontae Adams was injured uh, with his hamstring. He's going to be coming back, but Alan Lazard landed on injured reserve. Now, MVS on Monday night only saw uh, only caught four catches for 45 yards, but he still is going to have a big-time role, especially once Adam come, Adams comes back. MVS is still that guy that takes the top off of defenses, and uh, this Packers offense is scoring a ton of points, so we're going to want big play receivers from it. I think MVS is still somebody you're going to want to throw 15 to 20% of your free agent budget at. As for T. Higgins, he owns 20% of Joe Burrow's targets the last two weeks. He didn't score any touchdowns this week, but he did catch four passes for 77 yards. Um... He's been emerging as a favorite option uh, for one of the league's bright young passers, and he should be a priority on waivers this week among wideouts. I would spend 15 to 20% of your free agent budget on him as well. Russell Gage returned to action for the Falcons after missing some time with a concussion in Week 3. Uh, he was averaging 10 targets per game, didn't quite hit that same threshold in 
the uh, game against the Packers, but Julio Jones appeared to re-injure himself, and Gage could be a bigger factor moving on. Scotty Miller for the Buccaneers saw the third most targets on the team on Sunday, uh, seven of those catching five for 83 yards and a touchdown. The nice thing with Miller is he's not just a slot wideout, as Brady is targeting him deep several times as well. O.J. Howard uh, injured his Achilles, and with Chris Godwin possibly missing more time with a hamstring injury, Miller looks like somebody that could stay heavily targeted in the Bucks' offense. I think anywhere from $10 to $15, again, 10 to 15% of your free agent budget, is reasonable for Scotty Miller. LaVisca Chenault has seen six targets in back-to-back weeks. This time he caught five of them um, for 86 yards. He's a dynamic playmaker. He's getting some work in the backfield. And I think it's only a matter of time before Chenault really emerges in this Jacksonville offense. I would go grab him now before he hits it big. Spend maybe $12 of your free agent budget on him. And lastly, I wanted to give a shout-out to Tim Patrick, as he saw 23% of Mark Rippon's targets on Thursday night for the Broncos, catching six of his seven for 113 yards and a touchdown. That's back-to-back games with a touchdown for Patrick, who is making the most of his opportunities in a bang-up Broncos passing corps. KJ Hamler got injured again, Cortland Sutton is on injured reserve, so Patrick could stumble into some volume. Uh, He gets a tough draw against the Patriots next week, though, so, you know, if you spend big on him this week, you may not be able to drop him right into your starting lineup, but I think he's somebody that should be grabbed uh, for his long-term, season-long upside. Uh, He's probably worth uh, around $12, maybe maybe even a little less on your free agent budget. Now to wrap things up, tight ends. Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys, 52% rostered. Rob Gronkowski for the Buccaneers, 57% rostered. Robert Tanyan for the Packers, 25% rostered. And Eric Ebron for the Steelers, 24% rostered. Schultz's volume for the Cowboys rebounded uh, as they found themselves in yet another pass-heavy game script with their defense being poor. He caught four of his eight targets for 72 yards and a touchdown. He's being heavily targeted in the red zone, too, for the Cowboys, leading the team in that category. I think Schultz is now an every-week starter and is worth $5 of your free agent budget if he's still available in your league. Gronk hasn't quite hit as much as we expected in the Buccaneers' offense, but with O.J. Howard suffering an Achilles injury, Gronk could stumble into more usable volume. He caught just one pass for 29 yards against the Chargers. Since Gronk has been dropped in a bunch of leagues, I think it's worth looking if he's on your waiver wire because he might start having, as I said, some more usable volume and could be a weekly starter at the tight end position. The Buccaneers played the Bears in Week 5, which could be a decent matchup for Gronk. Robert Tanyan is heading into his bye for the Packers. They have a Week 5 bye, but he's coming off a massive three-touchdown game for the Packers, giving him five touchdowns this season in just three games. He has been getting consistent volume, and with Alan Lazard on injured reserve, Tanyan could turn into even a more favored target for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Again, he got six catches for 98 yards and three touchdowns on Monday Night Football against the Falcons, and I don't think that it's just the Falcons' poor defense coming to play. Tanyan is worth an add, even though he's heading into his bye week, because he he could start becoming a weekly starter as well. And lastly, Eric Ebron had his bye in... Uh, quote-unquote bye, excuse me, (laughs) in week five as the Steelers game with the Titans was postponed due to the COVID-19 outbreak. But prior to that, Ebron saw five-plus targets in back-to-back weeks, which was decent volume, especially when it's coming from a capable pass catcher like Ben Roethlisberger. I think Ebron's a nice pickup. He's probably a low-end streamer in week five. Um, But if he continues to see that type of volume, he's going to be even more valuable. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Most Accurate Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review on iTunes uh, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Those mean a lot to us. Get a 4 for 4 subscription and come join the Discord chat that we'll be doing later today. I'm your host, Alex Galhar. Good luck in week five. <laughs>